0: welcome to this is your book club podcast i'm sarah i'm jamie welcome back hello hello hello. it's what's on your shelf we yay let's i have a lot on my shelf i had to like cut things off because i can't talk about them all
1: i'm reading like uh, i won't talk about it today because i haven't finished it but i am reading a 21 hour or uh, listening to an audiobook that's 21 hours long it's like 550 pages in reference to book size it is taking me so long. I've been at it a week now. And usually I'm like three books in a week. Yeah. So That's I have books to talk about to today devote. because I had some piled up from the last two weeks. But this one's taken a long time. I will report that back is on devotion. it. Next, what's on like your shelf? Whether it was worth your time. Yes. Yes.
0: I'm anxious to hear. I
1: have a feeling it will be a highly starred Book. Okay, it's a, it's really good. I'm close to the end. Um, it's really good. So we'll talk about it. Awesome. What's on yourself? I but can't today. Wait. Well, before
0: before we jump into what we're reading, okay. do you have <laughs> a fun fact? I do you have Jamie? a fun
1: fact, Colleen Hoover?
0: This is so fun. By the way, I yeah. heard someone say her name. Yeah. And it was Colleen. Co- oh. Now we know. I think like a Utah way to pronounce that is Colleen. Is Colleen. I know a Colleen. That is how you say it here. Colleen. But when I, I started it. Okay. And when they say when the audiobook says her name
1: it, I've been saying it wrong. I even listened to so many interviews with her. I didn't pick up on that.
0: Well, now I'm wondering, did
1: the audiobook
0: narrator
1: I well you would think they would say it. I'm gonna go back and listen to these interviews now I'm because unsure. I wonder if just my Utah brain just adapted it to Colleen and didn't even pick up on it. It just stood out to me because it
0: was not what I expected yeah. to hear. I've always, I mean, how many Colleen Hoover books are there that I've talked about and read? They've It's always been Colleen Hoover. Yeah. And so I think that's why when I heard her say that, I was like, wait, oh. what? Oh, Colleen.
1: What? To that again, okay. Yeah, but now I want you to go back and see. I'm going to go back and listen to some interviews. And, and this then... is
0: the only one that
1: pronounces yeah. it that way. We'll be back next week with with Colleen. Confirm. Colleen will confirm Hoover's confirmation. The... I'll call her.
0: Yeah, I'll just call her do. and ask How her. How would you and make prefer? Sure? Yeah. your name be pronounced. We'd
1: yeah. l- we'd love to know. We'll talk. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, our fun anyway. fact for this week again. Yes. This is a uh, more information from the New York Times article um that's on newyorktimes.com um her success we talked last time about how successful her books how much she sells she is like number one in the country it even says she's sold more books than the bible i don't know if i said that last time yes you did oh my gosh that just blows my mind anyway so her success has shocked the publishing industry like they have a well-oiled refined way to sell books. Like you get on, you get a publisher, you go on tour, you have a social media blitz. You do all these things to make number one bestsellers. Yes. And they work. Right. They think they work, but she self-published her first book slammed. And um, like at the time, she was making $9 an hour as a social worker. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, her first royalty check was the $30, but within um, a really short amount of time, I think even just later that year, a couple, several, seven months, it says um, she had made $50,000 in royalties. That's amazing. Without a publisher, without any of those things. And so it comes back to word of mouth. She has such a following of people who have gotten on TikTok, gotten on and just like singing her praises, that it just baffles the publishing industry because it's not through them. Yeah, it is through and her followers are called cohorts. Oh, like Colleen Hoover. C O C-O-H-O, H O cohorts. Oh my Coho gosh, for that short. is cute. And so they, it is her fans who have really. Bumped her sales. And she says it even defies, like, I can't even believe it sometimes when I think about how in the heck did my book go so crazy b- because with nothing else, I had right. no publishing, I had no advertising, I had nothing except my readers who love her so much. She really does do like such a fantastic
0: job making her characters feel real. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've kind of talked about this before. And and I think that is so appealing when you're reading a book,
1: like you're, it feels like real stories. right? And they are, you get real angry with some of the choices they make. Like there are real responses that just eat at us from the topic she chooses to read about. Yes. And it says in here that one of like a typical fan comment in response to their feelings about the book would be one Coho fan made <laughs> a plea saying, I want Colleen Hoover to punch me in the face. That would hurt less than these books.
0: Oh my like, gosh. That's
1: how hurtful or passionate or how involved yes. we get in the topics that she writes about. So true. Anyway, her that fans, is crazy. she has got the
0: best fans. So I was at Walmart earlier this week. Uh-huh. And I always will take a jaunt down the book aisle and just see what's on the shelves. There's usually, they have like the most popular things, right? They have only a little bit of shelf space, so they fill it with mm-hmm. what is most popular. Yeah. And no joke, because I it caught my eye because I'm like, oh, that's Colleen Hoover. Oh, that's Colleen Hoover. And there were it just kept seeing her name. I started counting fourteen. Colleen Hoover books in the little in the aisle. little? Like one aisle, one half. Like it's not both sides of the aisle, it's one side of the aisle. Oh my God. At my Walmart. It was crazy. I was like, this is like majority Colleen Hoover. And then the
1: rest, Yeah. just lots of different people.
0: But that, that's so incredible. many books of hers.
1: It was crazy. Well, and I, what? So she self published her first book. Um, she, right now, Is under contract with three publishers for six books in the next five years. Wow! She's playing the market. Yeah, you go out there, you get it. You've done it. You now have the name for yourself. She's been very
0: like not. I'm not going to do what everybody else does from the beginning, and so I kind of love that she's like paving her own. What do I want
1: to do today? What am I going to do this time? A female authors. Way to go, Colleen! Yeah, that's awesome. I Love it. I love it. That is so cool. Yes.
0: Awesome. But I hope you're getting reading. I've been trying to post um like if you want to follow along our reading schedule to I keep you on track. Schedule. I need to get love, a new
1: one posted. Like being able to put a check mark next to when I'm complete. Yes. I love a list for this that. This book reason. has like
0: a lot of chapters so I was able to like daily. Where are you today? Where are you today cuz you there's that many chapters yeah. rather than spreading them out. Over a few days, which Mm -hmm. was kinda fun. Anyway, hope you're following along. I have started and I'm I'm enjoying it. These characters are like the people next door. I gotta
1: finish this one and then that's the next on the list. Next on your list. I love it. Yes.
0: All right. Well but today's what's on your shelf.
1: Let's talk books.
0: What's on your shelf,
1: Jamie? Should I go first? What have you been reading? Either way. What do you think? Um I feel like at some we should take turns but I just don't remember. I don't either. <laughs> I and mean, it doesn't So, it doesn't. It yeah, doesn't okay. matter. Okay, I'll jump in. Okay. Um the first book I'm going to talk about is The Lost Girls of Willowbrook by Ellen Marie Wiseman. This book came out earlier in the year of 2022, in August of 2022. And it is so I'm assuming this is it's kind of historical fiction. New York, there's a place called Willowbrook State School. Now, I don't know if it's based on a real place called Willowbrook State School or not, or just loosely based off of this type of an institution that was common at the time. Okay. Um, so it talks about Sage. She is an identical twin. And she always knew her sister was a little different, but they were tight at the hip like everything they did they did together but sister had like extreme extreme highs and extreme extreme lows but Um. she knew her sister well and she knew how to get her sister to calm down or how to you know do things but her sister was quite difficult um, for her for her mom her her mom is married to it's not her dad it's a stepdad um, and Dad is not in the picture, and it doesn't really address at the beginning what happened, where Dad is, why he left or what's happened to Dad. Um, but mom and stepdad are raising these identical twins and um, her when they're six years old, the the twin, Rosemary is her name, that has a more difficult time, gets pneumonia. And goes to the hospital and, and dies. Oh, so Sage is now lost her twin sister oh. and she is raised by her mom and this stepdad and is very lonely and misses her sister. Of course, when she gets older, her mom is killed in a car accident Ooh. and she is left with her stepdad who she's never really been very fond of in the first place. Yeah. But now that's her. Caregiver. Caregiver. She's like 16. So it's odd. Like she can't really go live on her own, but she doesn't really want to live with him. And he doesn't necessarily want to be with her either. Yeah. Like it's just, they tolerate each other. Yeah. Well, come to find out, he then tells her that her sister Rosemary did not die of pneumonia. Oh my god! So this is all happening in the beginning of the book. um, That they put her in a institution, a school, oh my and gosh. to live there because they couldn't control her anymore. It was, she was out of their control, and they had decided to do this. And that her mom had ultimately decided to not tell her that that's what they did, that to instead tell Sage that her sister had died of pneumonia, which did not really happen. Wow. Right? Blow, blow, blow. All at the beginning of this book. That's crazy. A lot of blows. So she wants to go and find her sister. So she heads to this school. And I'm putting quotation marks around this school. And enters into the school and is just, she's heard rumors about this school. And once she gets in, she is. So she like enrolls herself in the school or she's just like a visitor? She's as a visitor. She goes to see her sister. Okay. And to see where she is, like what's going on. But her sister has ran away, which I guess has happened multiple times. And she is mistaken for her sister as she comes in. Because this place is so awfully ran and disorganized. The ratio of patients to caregivers is out of control. Like there are so many more patients than people there to take care of him and so it's just disorganized and she comes back and they're like where have you been this time and she tries to say no i'm my sister which turns out her sister would say these things all the time you know like all the time trying to say she was somebody else or talk about rosemary anyway mistakenly she is then drugged because that's what they do with them is just keep them heavily sedated and she is now a patient in this place. And oh so that's really gosh. the story is what's going on in this school. And it, so it kind of turns like historical fiction, but then there's a bit of like thriller. Ew. Like, uh, yeah. Ew. Anyway, it's not, I mean, it's awful. This is awful how they're treated. It's hard. It's a hard subject. Um, and just the disorganization and the low funding and how, People with disabilities were treated. People with mental illnesses. And most likely this sister of hers was autistic is kind of what it said. It doesn't come out and say that, but that's kind of what it's sounding like to me is that she probably had autism and that they're just really not taken care of. They're housed. It was mm. sad. It was, it was a lot. I gave it three stars. I found it interesting and good. A little. Like if you're saying historical fiction, there's an aspect of it. It's a loosely historical fiction because there's an aspect of a thriller
0: right maybe right, right. pop
1: that kind of derails it from being legitimate historical fiction. Anyway, Interesting. The Lost Girls of Willowbrook. Um, I gave it three stars. All right. Sounds like a crazy one. It is it's a bit crazy. Cool.
0: All right, the first one I'm going to talk about today is The Light Pirate by Lily Brooks Dalton. Um, I have been looking forward to this one. I don't remember if it was like a Reese books picks or if it was like Book of the Month. I think more likely Book of the Month. I always like write down the Book of the Month and mm-hmm. put them on hold. Put them
1: on a list. I agree.
0: I do that. So I think more likely it was that. Bad one. I love the cover. It's beautiful it's like a girl you're looking at her from behind her when the wind is blowing her hair and the sky is this beautiful blue and there's the beautiful clouds anyway i anticipated a different book based on the cover (laughs) that's why i'm talking about
1: the The cover so (laughs) much
0: um it is a good it was a it was a very good book it was Mm -hmm. well written it's the story i mean just from the very beginning It's the story of a family in Florida who deals with hurricanes. The father is a lineman who works on Mm -hmm. the power lines. And he is recently married to his second wife who is pregnant. And he has two boys from a previous marriage who are staying with them. And they are preparing for a hurricane. And it's just um, you watch the realities of these crazy storms and the horrific destruction that they bring. And um they the the child, right? The mom is pregnant. Mm-hmm. She is born during the hurricane alone. Like she the mom is alone. There's a lot of chaos happening with the dad is off, the boys are off and a lot of things happen um during that first scene of the hurricane and one is that daughter is born mm-hmm. and mother dies, and um, then it jumps ahead in time ten years, and we see where is dad now? Where are the boys? Where is daughter mm-hmm. who is ten? And and they're pretty much in the same place and still dealing with hurricanes that just the just ruined their their home, and so. Um, This is just basically the story of how do we handle natural disasters as a Mm -hmm. nation? Like, what do we do to, like, rebuild? Are we preparing these communities for these awful natural disasters? And it kind of then goes, as she continues to grow, um, it kind of turns into, like, an alternate future.
1: Of what? Could, where we what, could? Yeah, be. how the
0: world is becoming more and more violent mm-hmm. in terms of natural disasters. Yeah. Right. You know, not just hurricanes, but in other parts of the world, they're dealing with forest fires and droughts, and, and yes, all those kinds all of things. things. And so it's how the world is shifting, and and the way humans have to adapt to be able to live; otherwise, you don't survive. And how she this? It's really focused. From that point forward, yeah, on the daughter, and um, she has a special gift, which is why she's called the light pirate, but it's a very small part of the bigger story, and so I, I won't even spoil that part. Um, but it is, it's just a small part. It's, it was a good story, it definitely makes you think, like, what would you do, right? If, right. if we start to lose Florida because the
1: waters are rising. Yeah, I read a book like that, where more, uh, oh, I don't know if I, I can't even think of the name of it, but it's like a water, it turns into a water world, and it literally becomes pirates on the water. There's all these small, small land masses that you get to, but people are living on boats, because... I mean, there's they land They have had so many years story. of rain. It was like a hundred years of rain or something. Yeah,
0: but they like can't go out during the day because it's so hot. You would oh. like die from the heat. So they sleep during the day and they go really scavenge good. at night. It's different. Yeah. It was a different oh, yeah. book. It was like, but they're regular people that are like starting to do different things. So it was how- interesting how like government...
1: Kind of collapses. Uh-huh. And, and then society is what I'm imagining yeah. evolves. Yeah, And there's new societal rules, like how we yeah. go about doing things. Yes, so
0: sh- and like lots of people die. So yeah. it's a smaller society. Like yeah. it's, I don't even know if I'd call it that. It's, okay. it's very, very isolating. It's not quite the same okay. it's it's very interesting it was a good book it was well written i gave it three stars and i think the more i think about my three-star rating it's because it wasn't what i expected yeah. <laughs> i had a certain idea of what i was gonna read i read something totally different right and that's okay it was still well done and it was a it was a very that was interesting a good. story
1: hmm. that sounds
0: good. it's called the light pirate by lily brooks dalton and i gave it three stars excellent okay
1: my next one is the school for good mothers by Jessamine Chan. Hmm. Um. I think this was like a Reese's book pick. Okay. Um. This came out in January of 2022, so it's been out for a year, and it has gotten like, it's her first book, and it's gotten a lot of attention. A lot of like, holy cow! Like, f- as a first-time author. Okay. It's. I I don't even know the words to put to it. I'm going to tell you right now, I gave it three stars. Okay. I still battle that if I liked it or not. Okay. (laughs) Because the storyline actually is quite incredible, quite genius, different. Yeah. But awful. Okay. Like I hated, Okay. I hated what happened in this book. So I'll leave it at that. But very great. I, I would put it, to um Margaret Atwood Handmaiden's Tale like just kind of that government involved um society where how you raise your children government yes so this is what happens so we've got um Frida who has a daughter Harriet Harriet is I want to say just over one like maybe 13 14 15 months ish and it Harriet says, and it says this multiple times in the book. She just had a really bad day. She's had a bad day. Yeah. Not her best moment as a mom. She is, she, her and her husband had this baby. And when the baby was three months old, she found out her husband had been having an affair and husband ultimately decided that he was in love with this woman and leaves her and they're separated. They get divorced. So Frida is alone with this baby. So, and she is a Chinese immigrant. She doesn't have a job that she is proud of as a Chinese immigrant. She has not lived up to her potential Um. as a Chinese immigrant in the, community of what is expected of her like from her parents and, um, and whatnot. So she is working like crazy, but trying to do it all trying she finds it she has a job where she can be home with her baby, because good moms stay home with their babies, but she has to work too. So she's trying to work and take care of this baby, be the good employee and be the good, mom. good mom. yeah. So she and she's just been divorced and postpartum and all the things. So she has a bad day. And I won't go into what happens on her bad day, but it is a time of the government is keeping their eyes closely on mothers for those bad day type things. Like you looked at your phone while your kid was at the playground. Government eyes, big brother's eyes are on you. Um She ultimately. What happens if you look at like what would happen? So Just that you're judged or. You are. So this is what happens. Like she is sentenced because of this bad day. Oh. To a year in this school, and it's the school for good mothers. Wow, but it's to be really a good mother, for not bad because mothers. You're, it's or what for they're bad saying, you're a bad mother. And we're going to evaluate you on if you can be a good mother and get your children back. Oh my god! So, her daughter Harriet is not with her. Harriet goes to her husband and his new. Wife, oh my gosh. And she is not allowed to see the daughter and she has to stay at the school for a year to to ultimately decide if she can prove herself. Prove herself. Uh, it is awful. What like government control and could, government like, sanction this book. Like how can you be a good mom when you can't even be with your daughter? A you are traumatized by being separated from, and then there's all these rules you have to follow in this school and all these things you have to do. And every little thing you do is judged on
0: and goes into your record. To say what is a good thing and a bad thing. Like maybe you just do it
1: differently. No. Oh no. There's a good and a bad. It's not that it's how empathetic. So there's all these each week they're doing a different thing. Like nutrition, how you feed your child, how to, empathize with your child for a week, how to play games with your child, how to, if there's a fire to show the appropriate response to save your child, like the craziest things, the craziest things they're teaching them. It's not really being like, it's not intuitive. They're teaching them how to be an intuitive parent in the most unintuitive way. And I I won't go into that because it's kind of mind blowing how they're going about doing this. But they're so judged. And there's a school for, uh, they start by saying their name, and that I'm a bad mom. And this is why, and they say why they lost their child and why they're sentenced to this place. That's how they start like group therapy sessions. That's awful. And then they find out that across the street, that dads um, who are in the same situation, there's a school for for dads to learn how to be good dads. And they do end up getting to meet with the dads. And dads are treated so different. Like the expectation of, of the are. dads to the moms is so hard. I mean, it's awful. And yet. Uh, I'm like getting stressed I, out just listening yes, to you talk about it. Yes. So I'm I to, will just say
0: that. I'm going to leave it at that. I will say, like, it has, I'm on Goodreads looking at it. I like to see what everybody thinks. Mm
1: -hmm. And it does
0: have, like, a three and a half star rating. With Uh 59,000 ratings, that's a lot Mm -hmm. of ratings.
1: I think it would be a really good book club pick because of discussions. Yeah. I think you're going to have a lot of, like, I hated this book. Type responses to it. That's what I'm reading.
0: I think. People are giving it four stars and then saying, this was really hard for it. me to read. Yeah. yeah. Or they're giving it two stars being like, this, this was me. like, uh, like understand, the school was awful.
1: Yeah. You know, things like that. Things people are saying, things like that. Very That's much exactly along the lines of yeah. what you're saying. I gave it three stars. Ultimately, I think it is an interesting viewpoint, an altruistic, you know, If government gets too involved, type discussion, but it's awful. Yeah. 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 I, I, that's, I leave it there. Okay. (laughs) I don't know whether I recommend it or not.
0: If this sounds like something you want to read, there you go. I think you gave a pretty good view and they could decide. Yeah. If it's in their, right, like interest or not. I think
1: it could be triggering for, Someone who's a young mom, young moms who are questioning <laughs> if they're doing days. it right, or think they get not good enough. Having so every a mother, every in other words, <laughs> every mother. Exactly. Oh my gosh, we just had this conversation before we started recording. Yes, like, we did. Feeling like if you're adequate or when not, we or, had littles. Yeah. yeah. Oh goodness, it was hard times. There you go.
0: Okay. <laughs> now, if I can like get my heart to like calm, calm down. down from I'm that so yeah.
1: anxious. <laughs>
0: Okay, I probably won't read it.
1: <laughs> okay, good. I like that you can make that decision based off of my recommendation. because yes. that's why we're here. You and might want to I will read say these, this too. Not.
0: I'm glad to have like a deeper understanding of what the book is, so that when other people are talking about it, I can say like, "Oh yeah, I decided I didn't want to read that." Like, I have me. an educated, I made an educated decision that I, that wasn't the right book for me. I love, but that. but I want to yes. hear what you think about it. Did you like it? That's what my friend thought about it. Anyway, yeah, awesome. There you go. All right. The next book I'm going to talk about today is *The Circus Train* by Amita Pareek. I've seen. Don't this know if I said that correctly, but a lot. Yes, it is on. I don't think our library's um,
1: cover is the same as this. Yeah, because it's kind of like silhouettes on other. I think covers you're that right. I've seen.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Okay. So um, I want to hear about it. This is a really great story. It's a historical fiction. Um it does take place during World War II, although it's not like about World War II.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean there are aspects that they are drawn into, but it is mostly about a circus train, which is exactly what
1: literally a circus, a circus train?
0: train, like a, tr- a circus that travels on train from oh. location to location. Okay. So, um we are following the story of a young girl named Lena and she had polio as a baby and is crippled. Okay. So she's in a wheelchair. She's never walked. She's now like 10 years old and she, her father is an illusionist in a circus. And so they live on with a circus and they travel around with a circus. Wow. And, um, She has a tutor. Her father is probably like the greatest part of the circus show. Mm -hmm. Like he's like the most talented member of the show, like the most appealing to audience members. So he garners the circus owners most of his money. He is able to get him the most money. Okay. And so he also, because of this is able to request very specific things and he just wants nothing but the best for Lena gets her a tutor. Um, special accommodations because she's in a wheelchair they Mm -hmm. make it all accessible for her and it it's really admirable the love and devotion this father has for lena it's it's sweet and the downside though for lena is that she's different and so she doesn't really get along with the other children she wants to desperately but they look at her differently she can't play hide and seek she can't do all the other things that they want to do and so she ends up just being alone Um, most of the time just with adults you know because they're really adults are very kind to her Mm -hmm. and this she loves her tutor and she loves her father and she just spends all of her time with them like and it's lonely she Mm -hmm. wants to be with children so there's this aspect of that um until one day um a boy shows up at the circus and is taken on or he gets hurt, and anyway, it's kind of a long story, but he does become involved with the circus, and they end up in the hospital at the same time because of an accident that happened, and they're fine, but they're spending time recovering there, and so they become friends because they're just sitting next to each other, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know that she's in a wheelchair normally, mm-hmm. and so they just seem like two kids, and she makes a friend, and it's a treasure, and so that is able to translate, right? outside of the hospital and into the circus and and because it's so meaningful for lena her father looks after this boy Mm -hmm. and and makes the same requests and things for this boy he kind of takes him under his wing so we kind of watch them grow their friendship grow and their experiences on the circus train which is wonderful and um and then world war ii starts to seep in i mean it's happening around them but it now starts to get its fingers into the circus and some awful things happen Mm. and they are all separated and um we watch what's happening with the some of the characters each, each of the characters separately as they try to make their way not knowing what's happening to the other people that they love and and how the decisions that you make in those situations right yeah. it's it's hard and um it was very unique it was something that i ha- i hadn't seen because her father and her friend are taken as performers into into the war camps and she doesn't know she thinks they've died and so she's off now having to live without them without them and now exactly. out of the circus because She doesn't have, she's not a performer. So her life goes a different direction, and they have to. And so I've never read a story of what happened to people. Like they would take that, whether you were Jewish or not, to be a performer. Yes, and perform for the troops and the other, even the other like hostages. I don't know what you'd call them, people in Mm, the the camps? camps. Yeah um it was crazy it was very interesting so that was kind of interesting that was new to me and that's surprising i've read a lot of world war ii yeah and then years pass and what happens to them like so this is like truly a life 20 years worth of yeah time span yeah and it's it was a really i really enjoyed it i thought it was really well done It was, I loved that the female lead in the story is an academic. She is very smart, how she overcomes a lot of physical challenges Mm -hmm. and has to believe in herself against all odds in many different situations. Like she kind of just has to, and she steps up and it's inspiring. It was really good. I gave it four stars. I really, really enjoyed this story, The Circus Train.
1: That sounds really good. I think it... my thought I come I've had this thought a couple of times. We are so in this generation, we read a lot about World War Two, World yeah. War One, the war in Afghanistan. Yes, we've had wars, but our society is very different now. Yeah. If that were to happen now, what would that look like? How would we respond now as a society yeah. comparatively to how it Anyway.
0: I do think, I mean, we have hard things that we deal mm-hmm. with. I think it's very different mm-hmm. than, like, the physical challenges and, like, the the lack of things. We have so much. We have an abundance right. of yeah. things and food and, well, all the things. like right. s-
1: Things you wouldn't even imagine we have. I can't we even have, imagine we can have being at our door. put on, like, um, what was it? Rations. Rations. Yeah. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh. And I think because of the pandemic, we have some idea of – Scarcity. That was like traumatizing. Right.
0: And we were okay. Yeah. 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 So I do think it is kind of eye-opening
1: like. It's hard to put myself in that situation. Yeah. To see what it would be like. Yeah. And how it affected everyone. Like the thought of a circus train and how World War II affected people in the circus. Absolutely. i never. I am learning new things all the time. Yeah it's a better? it's quite
0: it's crazy mm-hmm. it's crazy and the
1: things that people
0: do for lots of different reasons and and then the impact it has on the ones around us and it's it, there was parts that were just frustrating and sad and made me very angry and there were parts that i was like you go girl so it, right. was, it just kind of felt the whole gamut there but really really enjoyed it so i'd highly recommend it the circus train
1: okay well thank you awesome Okay, my last one, and I'm now realizing how dark my reading has been lately. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing uplifting to bring yeah. you. Um, the last book I read is called Stolen by Lucy Christopher. It came out in 2009. So this one's been around for quite a while. I was okay. reading some article of um, recommended books. I, I don't even remember which article, but I think that's where I got this one from. Um Anyway, it's called Stolen, A Letter to My Captor. So it's written as in letters to this girl who is abducted. And her name's Gemma. Her captor afterwards, this is, she's writing her thoughts about this whole experience so that he knows where she's at. Ultimately what happens, she is 16. So wait,
0: I just want to make sure I understand. So the whole book are is written in letters. Uh-huh. Okay. This is letters to him. Yep. So like her it's feelings from form. the first thing that happened and then uh-huh. the next thing that happened and now I feel this. Yes. Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh, okay. So it's her I point love of that view. kind of stuff. Yeah. And um and her thoughts. So she's in an airport with her parents and she Goes to get a coffee, walks away from them, and this guy comes up to her. He's good looking, charming. She kind of has this feeling the whole time that something's not right. But, you know, like this yeah. guy's just being nice. Yeah. You know, he I just go calm along. Down. Yeah. Why would I feel that way? I'm just going to be nice with him. He gets her to walk off with him. And the next thing she knows, he slips her something assumingly in her drink next thing she knows she wakes up and she has no idea where she is. It's days, weeks later. So he, he drugs her enough that she can walk and goes along. Like he has her change her clothes into something completely different. Has her wear a wig. How old is she? She's 16. So she's not little. It's not like he can just pick her up and carry her, but drugged enough that she just kind of goes along with what he tells her to do. And they get on a different flight. So instead of going with her mom, I think they were like in Vietnam or going to Vietnam and they're in Guam. So I, I don't Traveler remember travelers. They were traveling somewhere for one of her parents work. And um he, they end up in Australia. And so they get to Australia. They are in the outback. It takes days and days and days to drive to where he has built a home, kind of like a camp. Like he has, Supplies. He has storage so that they can live there on their own off the grid for years, years. He has planned this abduction. It was not just, I saw her and I'm going to take her. He's been watching her. Ew. And this is very, very planned on his part and to the T. He is in love with her. And he has to live his life with her. He fell in love with her from the moment he saw her. And so this kind of unravels, and I, I won't go into the details there about how, you know, how, when and where he saw her and, and how that came. But she wakes up and she has no idea how she got there, who this person is. And, and ultimately the book, um, She tries to escape. Mm. She can't. I mean, she literally is in the middle of nowhere. The sun is, it talks a lot about how hot it is. Like you would die without provisions and planning to leave this area. She, she is a prisoner of his and he is in love with her and he doesn't want to hurt her. He wants her to be safe and protect her because this is his person. And he, is sure she's going to fall in love with him as well. And they're going to live here happily together. Quite delusional thoughts, but this is obviously, there's a lot he of delusion is and issues delusional. on his part. Yes. Um. So I won't go into ultimately what happens, but she, or how it comes, but it is, she's writing letters afterwards to her captor. Um, how she gets out the process of this book, I guess is what I'm trying to say is how Stockholm syndrome happens. Mm. How the process of being in control of your captor and creating a sense of belonging to them and caring for them. That's what's happening this. So I kind of got the Lolita vibes here, because mm. obviously mm. we've got someone in the in That's control older. who's older, um and and a younger female. But there's not you know, he wants it all to be consensual. So He's not forcing it's anything on her weird and creepy, but he is not forcing anything upon her because this is going they're going to be together and Forever. He cares deeply about her. Yeah. So where it is disturbing, mm-hmm. it could have been a lot worse. Right. So you do give this guy a little bit of credit. Right. Which is hard to say. Right. But he ultimately is very loving and caring towards her and wants her to be healthy and happy and dotes on her in a way. Um, It gave me a really, I think it, because you hear about Stockholm Syndrome, and it's hard to imagine how that Mm -hmm. happens. This is the storyline of how that possibly could happen. Okay. And her feelings about him when she Gets out, yeah. and um I it just it kind of opens my eyes a little bit to that, and it's awful. Yeah, it's all of it. Yeah, it's awful, it's and it makes me really sad. Right, <laughs> for when that happens, that like nobody could be out so, of so there. dependent on okay. someone. Yeah, that you care for them because. Your survival is in their hands, and that turns into...
0: Well, and I do think that something happens when you are isolated. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's human nature to connect with people. Exactly,
1: and there is no one else. He is the only person for her. And he isn't treating her badly, other than keeping her isolated.
0: He's Other than that, he's treating her very well. Yeah. So I can see how over time, Mm -hmm. you could maybe form connections yeah. with this only other human around you
1: yeah and it kind of reminded me like when i was in school and learning about human development and you, you they talk about this monkey who bonds with a vacuum cleaner because oh. that's all he's got in his cage cage area and he hugs this vacuum cleaner
0: he and he cuddles it.
1: with it and he loves it that it reminded me of that like when there yeah. is this is the only thing you have to hold on to, then you do. Our human development does yeah, develop I that attachment. Do you think that
0: that makes sense? Oh, anyway. Because I think that's the number one part of our souls is to connect. To connect. And if yeah. you're not given to so feel love, and, anyone fill love else, and be loved, yeah. Then I can see how it would start to happen. That is human Ew. nature.
1: Anyway, very, I thought it was really good. I gave it three stars. No, sorry. I gave it five stars. I I whipped through it really quick. I love that it, you know, gave that platform to Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I I just really enjoyed it. So That's five awesome. stars for me. Yeah. Stolen by Lucy Christopher. It does say here that it's a number one. So, but I haven't looked into what the number two is, or if that's like a continued story or what that is. So I, I need to do some research on that, but anyway, cool. that's awesome. There you go. Awesome. All right. The
0: last book I'm going to talk about today is Sanded Soul by Tori Diedrich Lundell.
1: Ah, that sounds familiar. Yes.
0: Tori was on our podcast, um, doing our author interview a few weeks ago, a mm-hmm. couple of weeks ago. And I finished her book. So I wanted to talk about awesome. it today. Yay. Yes. Yeah. She was so fun to interview. I know. It has been exciting watching her um, book be released and watching that whole process and everything mm-hmm. that you can do. She's done some fun things like she had art done about her book, which made me even more interested in her book. I, I think every book should do this, um, maybe especially if it's like a fantasy book, Um it just creates an image, right? So I know the characters, what they look mm-hmm. like, and all those things. And she she had an artist draw all those things. Anyway, it that was super fun. And then you can do these things now, which is new to me, where they like decorate the the pages of the book. Like the oh. side. So like when it's yeah. closed you can see it, but then you open it and it yeah. kind, of dissolves. kind of like, like- I don't know how else to describe it. So she, it's just kind of like they've colored the pages of the book when it's closed. So like the closed. edges. So, you see the edge the of the book. The edges. It's like got a design. And then that's she's awesome. created these like vellum pages that so you can see. So, it's just stick an experience. In. It is. It's like a whole thing. The reading experience. Yeah. It's been super fun to watch her like make it bigger than just a book. Yeah. Anyway, little details. So, that's little things. But the story is about the Sandman. And how he was punished to be the Sandman. Because he is a god. Morpheus is a god. Okay. And he's lived for many, many years. And then he makes a mistake and he does something that's like against the laws of nature, Uh which I won't spoil. And is then punished by becoming the Sandman. And he can no longer take like human form. Mm -hmm. He's just kind of this Glob of sand that can form into the shape of a man, but is not actually solid. Okay. He's sand. He's sand. And because of that, he doesn't interact with the world or people in the world. He just visits people at night and gives them good dreams because Mm. everybody, you know, it's just his only way that he can influence the world for good. Okay. And the mark of the Sandman, which I – think this super clever is that there's sand in your eyes when you wake up or like you know the little sleepies we call them sleepies at our house
1: we call them sleepy
0: bugs and that means that he's you know touched your dreams and influenced your dreams is when you wake up with those
1: i love that idea super clever Clever. yeah i
0: love it and so he kind of goes around at night well it's it is world war ii and so there's a lot of sadness and there's a lot of Um, darkness that's raging in the world and so he's like working extra hard to like help bring hope to to people and there is a girl who is the oldest in her family and she's her father is off at war and she's trying to take care of her mom and her siblings and you know trying to be a big help there and something unique about her is she has one brown eye and one blue eye and so she she loves that about herself. It's different, but it's also something that they want to experiment on. So she has to be okay. brought in for experiments with her eyes. And um one day she's having this done – things done. She's in the middle of experiments, and sh- it's just so horrific that she – uh, runs away, kind of has like a crazy attack. The next thing you know, she's like in a dream. But she doesn't know. She, it feels like real. Mm-hmm. But it, Morpheus is there, and he's like in his form. So he can only be in his solid form in his dreams. And no one's ever entered his dreams. So yeah. this is new to have this person okay. there. And so we're trying to understand, like, how did she get there? How was she able to go there? Um, is what's happening to her that she... Anyway, so there's this whole thing happening there. And she then forms a friendship with Morpheus and there's other aspects happening at home. Like people are out to get her Mm -hmm. and it is a, it's a fun story. I feel like if I share too much more, I'll, I'll start to spoil it, but it is, there is so much happening. Like so many things, it's a fantasy. So there's witches and there's the Holy grail and there's, Um, long lost family members that you learn these connections to. It was super fun. It takes you all over the place. I gave it five stars. Awesome. Way to go, Tori. You're a rock star. That is amazing. Check it out.
1: Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. So I was just looking up stolen. There is a number two called release. Okay. And it's 10 years later, her then wanting to go back and find out why he did what he did. Psychological Thriller is what it's listed I as. really want to know about yeah. that one. Me too. And I just was looking. Our library doesn't have it. It's not on Audible. Oh. So I got to research why it came out this last year in June. Um, she is from Australia. I'm wondering if like the release, what it is. I'll do yeah. some research and get let, back with you on that Let us know. One.
0: I want to know. Yeah. Inquiring Minds. Oh, I agree. Thank you for listening. Um, we'd love to hear from you if you've read any of these books. Or you have recommendations for us, send them our way. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe. Do us a solid. Share with your friends.
1: Please do. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your your book book club. club.